All right, everybody. Welcome to a Tuesday episode of Locked On Avalanche. Uh, this is going to be fun. I'm going to see how fast my mute finger is. If you hear the voice, it's a little bit, yeah, uh, under the weather. So, uh, but lots to talk about today with the Avalanche. So uh, we couldn't take another day off. I couldn't take another day off because we have a rookie camp to talk about. We'll get to that. Kale McCarr with some pretty bold words for Hockey Canada. And not a lot of players of his caliber kind of saying the things that he said. We'll talk about that. Uh, and newly minted Avalanche Evan Rodriguez has picked his number. And a lot of duct tape is going to get used. We'll talk about all that and more. Locked on Avalanche. Let's get to it. You're locked on Avalanche. Your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Uh, I don't, I, I own Matt Duchesne jerseys, but I've never done the duct tape thing before. And maybe I'll do it just for, you know, a fun time, but for a day or two, but I don't think I could, I don't think I can do that. Like, I don't have as much angst as uh, against Matt Duchesne as like a lot of people do, but you know, this is going to happen. So, oh, yeah. uh, we will talk about that and more first things first thank you for making this your first listen of the day it's always appreciated follow us on social media outlets lp and underscore avalanche on twitter locked on avalanche on instagram questions comments concerns opinions locked on avalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our youtube channel over on youtube hit subscribe get notified when a new show goes live so we will start with hockey <laughs> actual mm. on ice hockey yeah the avalanche rookies uh, well, not yeah, rookies and prospects all got together for their annual uh, rookie camp. This was in San Jose Avalanche. Their three games, they won two of them and lost one. Uh, the one was in pretty ugly fashion. What was that five to one? I think yeah against the or no four to the Sharks. The shark yes, Sharks was five to one. Um, and the other two, you know. I, take what you want out of this thing. I, I know people get excited about the rookie camp. I think mainly because it's just hockey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's the first thing that we get uh, after a, a off season, but the, the caliber of play is clearly not there. I, I don't think people are really going to look at anybody and be like, Oh my God, he completely set himself apart and, and lock him into an avalanche roster. Uh, I get why people get excited about this. And I do to an extent, uh, and then when you watch it, you're like, okay, yeah, like this is almost like it's not as bad as like the Hall of Fame game in the NFL, <laughs> but it's I don't, I don't know. Like I get excited for it, and then you start watching the first game, and you're like, uh, okay, well at least you know we get some hockey here. I was I was having this conversation with somebody the other day about watching like camp and hockey preseason, and it's all about like the way you watch it because watching the games as much as I did, I picked out a lot of things that stood out to me mm -hmm. and it wasn't so much like you're not watching a hockey game you're watching the sum of its parts yeah and with what i saw with like like myers looked good foodie looked really good yeah he did um and it's when you see them working together and of course we know how deep the avalanche are when it comes to prospect and youth and like they're rookies but then you see them matched up against another team like you uh the kings like Quentin Byfield was out there for goodness sake, and they still looked good. And they were their passes were very crisp and popping, and they were really good at the offensive transition. And 
there were a lot of things that I honestly, the score does not matter to me. It's indicating goalie play. It's not so much a team play. And what what I saw out of the, the avalanche, it was promising that San Jose game felt weird the whole way through the Arizona game. I did not get to see much of that because I was at work, but when you look at the stat line, I mean, Olauson's having himself a nice little rookie camp. So this is the kind of things that you're wanting to see coming out of these camps. And you just got to understand, yeah, it's, it's good to see hockey in motion, but let's not start screaming. We're running it back. (laughs) No, like I said, like there's guys that you want to see. And, you know, I'm, I'm obviously a big Jean-Luc Foodie fan. Like I definitely want to see him and he performed, Mm-hmm. Um, seems like he might be that this is what you're looking for. Like, okay, who's maybe like taking that next step? Yeah. But you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because who they're going up against on the other side, I don't know a lot of these guys. You know, I don't know where you know, you know, like the big name, like you said, Quentin Byfield and stuff like that. You know them, but you know, there's some guys that are on the fourth line playing for the avalanche that I don't really know much about. Yeah. So I, I've note for you know, fourth line for the coyotes, no clue. Uh, and I'm not saying Foodie's going up against those guys, but you know you have to kind of take it with a grain of salt. Like, yeah, he did good, and okay, so he should do good because he's mm-hmm. been in the mix now for a few years. So you like to see that. Alex Bukaj is another guy who so much kind of like he where he's played, he's really done well. It just hasn't translated yet, yeah. yet. Um, but you want to see it from him. Oscar Olauskin, obviously a guy that you, you, you're going to want to see. Uh, Myers. Goes guys like that, uh, who they're going up against. If it's not like the the best of what the other opponent has, it might be skewed a little bit. But hey, that's good for their confidence. You know what I mean? And they're out there, they're they're skating, they're playing, they're playing well, they're playing their game. And you know, it does that carry over into training camp? We will see. Um, One area where where this Avalanche team struggled mightily in all three games was the power play. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's just and again, it, it's you know, it, it's it's it, this was this is where like the Avalanche would struggle themselves starting a, a regular season. But it was just ugly at times like they they struggle like just a basic cross ice pass was yeah. just getting passed out of the zone. You know what I mean? So like, it goes back to what I was saying in the beginning where like you get excited and then you see like things like that and you just are like, oh, my God, like. What are you doing, guys? And like the, the power play, I'm, I'm so happy you brought that up. Like that was something that I was like, oh, they're going to fit right in with this <laughs> the avalanche, <laughs> like with this power play ability. And another thing to really look out for, like those avalanche fans that are playing the long game, like when we're sitting down here and we're arguing till we're blue in the face about Yorgiev and Pavel Francouz, those that take that third option and say, well, we still have Eustace in the system. You got to see him against the Kings. And then you get to see Trent Minor, which that was not the greatest performance. But then you get to see what the goalies also look like. If Yorgiev and Frankie end up being a wash or canceling each other out or one guy goes down, who's the next one up? I know we have JoJo. He's still back in the system. So mm-hmm. it's it's also good to see what the goalies can do when you have, like we mentioned, like the talent of Arizona and like the Sharks and the Kings. These guys are also out there trying to make a name for themselves. Like we talk about how bad the talent is. Like you're out there. If you go out there and start lighting up a goalie, 
you might have a chance come training camp because preseason starts Sunday. So this might get you an invite. So if your goalies can hold up to these guys trying to make a name, that could say something. You mentioned Trent Miner. Um, are you concerned about that? Because uh, here we are talking about, uh, you know, guys like Foodie and Bukage and, and Myers to a lesser extent. But um, that should be playing better than these other guys that are kind of maybe yeah. like getting their first look. I mean, Miner's been around for a while. He's he's made it up with the ads a couple times. Um, and I'm looking over the the recap of that. Yeah, I mean, he, he gave up five goals. I feel like, is this just, hey, it's early. It would be like an early season start and he's just got to work the kinks out. Or is it, uh, he, he definitely should have played better than that. I, I don't yeah. know. Like That's why I'm so torn on this thing. And what you saw out of Eustace the night before, it felt like he was preparing for this game. He was wanting to get out there and put all of that preparation out on the ice. And to me, watching that game, it felt like Miner used that game to get ready. Like it was mm. two different types of preparation for the rookie camp into training camp. It felt like Eustace was way, he was he was absolutely ready for the moment. And it felt like Trent Miner was using that moment to get ready. Again, you never know how goalies like to get ready for games or what they need to get going um when it comes to the preseason and these camps we'll see but yeah it felt like two different schools of thought when it came to preparation yeah uh i mean the Az had three goalies in three games obviously they used them all and and you know the other two were pretty good um and then you know was in the first game and then uh Zig- is i I always don't know how to pronounce the first uh, syllable. Zigalov or Zigalov or Zigalov? I think it's Zigalov. I think it. Yeah, Uh, one of those new guys that we just got to get used to for now. But uh, and he seemed to do okay. So you never know. Like you can't make excuses for one and not the other. So I think you know Miner. I don't think he's not going to use that as an excuse and say you know I got to put. I can't let up five goals no matter if it's the first game of the season or the the last game. So, um, but. All in all, it's a good thing just to get out there, get some games under your belt. Uh, and then for some of these guys, this is what, like we said, like prepare for training camp. They can kind of hit the ice running in that regard. So, yeah, don't don't make such a big deal about it uh, for guys that played well um, or poorly, I would say yeah. right now. Still a long way to go. Um, all right, let's hear from Bet Online, and then we will get to Kale McCarr. Um, at the uh, Vegas Players Tour, whatever they call that thing, um, made a comment about Hockey Canada and the the really bad situation going on up there. But he made a comment on it. So we will talk about that. But first, betonline.net, your number one source for all of your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. You had sent me a message uh, saying like you're terrible at picking football teams, I think you said. Is that yeah, yeah? Well, because um, you've come over to the Broncos side, it hasn't gone swimmingly for the Broncos so far. But uh, I mean, yeah, the Titans got embarrassed, Auburn got embarrassed. It's not been oh, the greatest right. weekend for football. Uh, maybe you should switch to betting. I mean, I, if you can't pick the team, maybe you can bet on them. I could bet against my the teams I choose. That's there you probably go. a good idea. Exactly. <laughs> now you're picking up what I'm putting down. Uh, bet Online is your continued source for all of your sporting wager and information, including live betting, esports, 
significant scores, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device and learn more about the trends and the action. It's betonline.net, where the game starts. We don't talk too much about Canadian hockey because obviously our team is in the United States. Uh, but we all know well and good what hockey means to uh, the country of Canada. And we could go on about everything that's happening with Hockey Canada and what's happened in the past and what's coming out. It's obviously not good. We try to keep this show a little bit on the uh, lighthearted uh, side. And, and when things like this come up, they should be talked about and they are talked about. Um, so when it involves, obviously, people on the Avalanche, which, you know, there's a lot of Canadians on the Avs, just like every other hockey team. Um, and when a, a, a superstar makes a comment on it, I think it's something that we should discuss. So if you don't know or, or know that the, the gist of it is, you know, for it seems like for years, Hockey Canada was using funds uh, from their youth programs to they were kind of funneling fee money and kind of putting that off to the side to pay for to come to when when there was a sexual assault allegation, they would use that money to come to settlements and come to an agreement. And it's come out recently that that's been happening. And um, you, you don't really like hockey players don't really want to give comments that are going to like hit the news and hit the media and hit the airwaves and stuff like that. They're very calculated. Um, and you're hearing a lot of players say kind of like beating around the bush, not really like I'm not hearing it anyway of, uh, and they're, and they're asking a lot of superstars about like how they feel about this. And even Connor McDavid went on to say something like, well, I'm very proud to have played for hockey Canada and everything. And he, he did kind of make like a brief comment on like, yeah, it's really, it's bad of what happened. Obviously, Kale McCarr was asked about it. Um, here's his statement. He said, my parents talk about all the fees that they paid Hockey Canada uh, for me to be able to play. And then for all this stuff that came out, I can only imagine the amount of parents that were thinking, oh, that's where my fees went. It's obviously a very tough look. The identity and the culture definitely needs to be changed. It's just that time. That's what a lot of people, like a lot of pundits, a lot of people who do podcasts and, you know, uh, journalists are, are saying that stuff. You haven't heard that really from a marquee player like Kale McCarr. And for him to come out and say, you know, hockey, it, um, if you don't know, is a very expensive sport yep. <laughs> from the gear to the travel to the hotels. Like you pay a lot of money to play hockey, no matter what age group you're in. And when you're playing in Canada and for Hockey Canada, like, yeah, you're paying fees. And I, I love that he's having conversations with his, his – it's not – you forget about that. It's not just the players. I feel, parents, if you yeah. were a parent and you knew, like, the money that I'm paying for my kid to play is, is being put into, like, a nest egg in case there's a sexual assault allegation – Man, like you'd be looking back thinking like, what's going on here? So I really love the fact that everybody turns to superstars for a lot of like deep rooted issues, most of the time in sports, 
sometimes in politics, they want to get athletes uh, take on that for whatever reason. And when they say something that is like at the forefront and, and not what he said is not so like, uh, like, like deep, it's very like basic. Yeah. It's like, look, this is what's happening. It's wrong. It needs to be changed. So I applaud him for saying that and not kind of just giving the canned answer that a lot of hockey players are doing. And I agree with Kale McCarr 100% with what he says, because I mean, good grief, it's 2022. And we're now just having the conversation about how we should be treating people, whether it comes to race in the game of hockey, like how we handle women's hockey, the Chicago Blackhawks situation. And then you hear about all these allegations coming out of hockey Canada and just like the quote unquote locker room culture. I mean, it's time for a change. Mm. I mean, from the bottom to the top when it comes to mentality and how you carry yourself as a hockey player, you mentioned like, it's not a cheap sport to play. It's not one of those, it's not an ease of access sport to play. Like if you love it, you're going to go through it. And you hear all these stories about what everybody grew up with in the locker rooms and all the, all the guys being guys. Well, if it's to this point where you're having to have like a nest egg to handle guys being guys, I think there's a problem here. Right. And for everybody to kind of like turn a blind eye uh, just for the sake of the good old hockey game to steal a quote from stomping Tom Connors. Um, it's not the good old hockey game. If this is part of it, um, I'm glad Kale McCarr. I mean, he's our wonderful He's our wonderful child. He's everybody wants to make him like our good little boy, our cookie eating defenseman that sits on the bench and like super wholesome. Um, and then like you hear that coming from him and then you hear Connor McDavid just, you know, just towing the company line. I love playing for Hockey Canada. The same like Patrick Kane kind of like very blanket canned answer. I mean, I'm glad and I hope this gets a little bit more traction and I hope it gets a little bit more eyeballs on it because. It's it's been a problem long enough, and we've kind of just like turned a blind eye and just been like, ah, that's hockey for you. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm I'm getting really sick of that, and it's it's repulsing me. And maybe uh, maybe Kale McCarr could be the voice that kind of turns the narrative on this. And I think because it is Kale McCarr, like you you were kind of saying, because he's a guy that just seems like so like laid back and calm and and doesn't want to say things. I'm not saying he doesn't. He just like comes across as the guy who's just, I just want to go to work. I just want to do my job. I want to do it awesome, awesomely. And, you know, just go home and collect my paycheck. Yeah. Um, you know, you would expect guys like maybe like Nazem Kadri to come yeah. out and say something like that, who is, you know, he's got no filter. He doesn't care. Um, so I think there's a little bit of an added, like, Oh, like ears perking up that Kale McCarr has yeah. said something to this effect. So, um interesting so uh you know they're, they're in a world of you know what right now in, with that organization um Good. for some reason i just feel like there's more coming out eventually uh of, of what they've been doing or not doing so uh he, he's he's definitely not wrong there needs to be massive change there and there probably will be i would hope at some point and you're right. Maybe he and he even said that he's like, I'll I'll help them out wherever they need help. So uh, we need more Kale McCars in this world. I was gonna say maybe this is like Kale McCarr like taking on more responsibility than just playing the game of hockey. Uh, maybe doing some back end stuff like behind the scenes stuff. So uh, we shall see. 
All right. Uh, final thing to get to. We know that our brand new uh, Evan Rodriguez will be wearing number nine. And we know that Alexander Georgiev will be wearing number 40. Uh, both numbers that they wore on their previous teams, they will continue wearing those for the Avalanche. And, you know, I, the number nine is the one that everybody is is kind of, of looking at. And they were wondering, I was wondering anyway, if he was going to keep that. Um, and he, I, I didn't even really realize that he wore a different number when he played for Buffalo. Was it 72 or something like that? Yeah. I think it was 72, 71 or 72. I don't know. Yeah, but um, so maybe some people thought he'd go back to that, but he's going to wear number nine. I, I don't think any, has anybody worn more nine? I, did I, I now don't quote me on this i want to say dylan sakura did because I, I feel like it was something like that yeah i like, feel so, like it, it was wasn't like a, a marquee player yeah. yeah so that that's very well could be but um he will be the the biggest name to wear number nine uh since obviously matt duchene so I think it's a good thing. Uh, maybe it's it's another step in the healing process for some Avalanche fans that haven't got. <laughs> Kyle's pointing to himself. If you're uh, listening in your car, um, maybe it is. Maybe it's a, just a, a, a another step, and we can put the Matt Duchesne thing to bed. Uh, maybe a little bit more because now his number is officially going to be off the market. Yeah, and you know. Like for those longtime OG Avalanche fans, like it it just kind of feels right. Like we got the cup. We did everything we want. Like Yeah, why is that all, still is that still bothering you? That's like still bought like and then when you see that um that number on the back of the jersey, after all of this time, it still bothers you. Mm-hmm. Like it, it shouldn't. We have the cup. We're the best team in the league. But why does Evan Rodriguez saying, I want to play for the avalanche wearing number nine and then every like i was i i rattle off a tweet saying make <laughs> take this number back like yeah it's it's everybody's first reaction so i would love for erod to come in here and just i mean he could have an average season as long as he loves the avalanche back is we could just it's one more thing to you know put behind us like so, this is yeah you could finally move forward because the Duchesne thing really hurt and it hurt Avalanche fans because we were in a low spot and then about to be in a really low spot. And we felt like the guy that we were putting on posters and remember that radioactive music video, the mm-hmm. Imagine Dragons thing that mm-hmm. we had him sing. Oh, that was a trip. <laughs> um, but it, for some reason, it still hurts. Every We've had players come and go. I mean, we had Jerome McGinley, and we never hear that name anymore. Like, yeah. it's always Duchesne, Duchesne, Duchesne. And it feels like this is finally our chance of getting over that, replacing that number and it being somebody else's. I still think, for some people, I think two things still need to happen. I think uh, Evan Rodriguez needs to have a good season. Mm-hmm. wearing that number and he needs to stay longer than one year i mean if he just wears that thing for one year has a so-so year and he's gone for whatever reason uh people are not they're still gonna be like nope that now now it's gonna be like that number is cursed it's but then be one you, you still have a stopgap in between both because you're like you remember that one terrible season that erod had and you don't have to talk about Duchesne anymore because there's somebody else on that number yeah, like but, even... you're, but you're combining those two things now. <laughs> you are saying, like, remember that bad season that he had because he wore number nine, which was Matt Duchesne's number? 
and Matt Duchesne is forever going to, you know, sully that number. And did Paul even, Korea wear that jersey number? When he came here, Korea, I'm almost certain we're number nine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost certain. What, it would but be that cursed. was before. That was before. <laughs> it's still oh, that's true. That's true. That's yeah. He did not, yeah. He, that did not pan out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we'll see. But I think it's I think it's just a fun thing to the Matt Duchesne saga just continues. And we have no reason. I, in a way, I think it always will, man. I do. I even even if Rodriguez goes off for Nazem Kadri like numbers. And signs a five-year deal after this, like it's never gonna go away. I think that is attached to the Colorado Avalanche, uh, you know, in perpetuity. Maybe like I I don't think that's that's ever going to end. Watch him Um, get thirty and thirty in the season with sixty points, and then go sign somewhere else. And everybody talks about that one season of Erod. Yes, yeah. Um, And then if you've been on social media and you saw the Georgiev helmet uh, that he's wearing or the mask that he's wearing, like. This is odd because y'all know if you listen to the show how we feel about the goalie situation uh, for the abs. I'm kind of like wait and see. Kyle is all about this right now. And it's kind of switched for at least the helmet. I am loving this helmet that he has. It's a little bit like, I mean, it, it's silver. It's like, it, at least in the images, it's like shiny. It's it's very like minimalistic, but it seems very detailed at the same time. And that's very odd to say, but go look at it uh because it's just made up it's almost like one of those like dot matrix type of things um i think it's pretty cool looking i'm interested to see how it's going to look with the rest of the uniform because there's really nothing on the uniform that's silver uh but it it's definitely something that stands out you don't like it why not chris i grew up in the era of cujo and you had all those like really cool 90s and 2000s goalie masks mm-hmm. and then i see this one and i'm like it looks like a submarine like the wall of a submarine or it's like it, it's just it, i think what, it's cool man i don't like know why the, you just you don't see the cool goalie mask as much anymore and like it used to be like the cool thing like i it was one of the things when i was like a little kid getting like it was like i say little kid but like in 98 99 mm-hmm. getting a coloring book the coolest game on earth and you could color all of the goalie masks and all the hockey jerseys like it was 30 pages of both and you got to color them all yeah and like mask you could look forward to and like you see a mask and you know exactly who that is those days are long gone and you see this now and it's just like ugh. see i don't i feel i kind of disagree with that and this is why i kind of feel like goalie masks have just gotten too busy yeah just too many just too many graphics going on too many colors going on they're cool or cool pieces of art but there's you're just too busy and this is just simple and i like that he's kind of taking a step back from like just if you haven't seen it like i'm saying like it's minimalistic but it's like very detailed uh, because it's just that one color. It's just that one color and black. Everything is like the, the avalanche logo is in black and like the small dots are all in black. And that is it. I think that's why I like it so much. It's just because it's it's not just let's just throw as many colors as possible on this thing. I think it trips me up because it makes me think of the stadium series game that we had against the Kings and their shiny buckets. Right. And so it, it, 
I got that weird little vibe of that. All right. And that's kind of where I was gearing this was helmets for the, the, the players. Mm-hmm. Why why don't we have more like dynamic f- helmets for uh, teams instead of just one color with the logo and now you know ads? Didn't, uh, but didn't Vancouver in the nineties have like that V on their jersey on their like the yellow and red bucket? It doesn't stand out to me. Maybe they did, but I mean I remember that because I actually like that uniform. Um, but I don't remember it, but like for, cause you mentioned the, the Kings with the silver mm-hmm. helmets, like the avalanche for the, that, that game, that, that, uh, uh, what was it? The, the military one, the, uh, air force, yeah, like the air force, their, yeah. their helmet was, it had the, the a on one side yeah. and then the number on the other. Like, why can't they do that more? Do have, have a, a, a designed helmet for your everyday uniform. Like we have them in the NFL. Those are they, they, those are crazy helmets, and they have decals and colors and stuff. I just like do that. I think that's the, that's got to be the next step in in the the uniform is make the helmet dynamic, not just a, a team color with the logo. Vegas tried to do the C three PO helmets. Those are terrible. They're alternate. Like they they're not great. Not not everyone's going to be a home run. And that's yeah. what I, that's why I like that. Like, I think that would be cool to see what each team comes up with. And then we can have this t- conversation about how Vegas has the, that's the worst one. Cause you know that they'll come up with the worst one. The Avs should come out to the ice in that same color blue, but that weird plastic we had in the nineties that we made our telephones and like our computers out of that see-through yeah. plastic, just have that as their bucket. It's different. That would be cool. That'd be cool. So I don't know. Like I and I always see these like graphic designers like on their websites come up with alternative ones for NFL teams, which are yeah. really cool. Or you see, I saw one guy do all 32 uh NFL teams as like Star Wars helmets. Yeah. Awesome. Like I want to see some for the NHL. I think the NHL could come up with some really, really cool looking helmets if they let somebody design them. Helmet stickers. You get a goal. You get a sticker. Oh, like college style. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I mean, that you, you would got... be super cool. But it would just be goals then, or what? Because, yeah, I mean, know... you could see him flying down the ice. You're like, how many goals does he have? You're immediately Googling that guy. Like, that guy is like, he'll look like Yorgiev's mask. Yeah. All these little like dots and stuff. Like, yeah. But I mean, if you're someone like Sam Gerard, you're going to have Step three dots on your helmet. Step it up. <laughs> I like the C. This is this is conversations that we need to have. Man, I like that a lot. So uh, I don't know. Maybe it, it'll likely not happen for a while. But there's a new. Uh, there's going to be a new true. Uh, company in town to make the uh, jerseys. Maybe they can pitch to them. Uh, let's do something with the helmets too. We need to be co-commissioners be to of the league. I think so. I think it's about time. Enough messing around. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap it up for today. Uh, I, I made it through. I'm kind of proud of myself right now. So uh, I, I think I'm only going to feel better tomorrow. And if that is the case, I think we're going to be doing a crossover with Seth from Locked On Minnesota Wild. So uh, stay tuned for that. we got a handful of crossovers to kind of get ready for the season uh, coming up. So uh, if all goes well tomorrow, uh, I think it's going to be uh, Seth from Locked On wild uh until then 
Uh, we'll see everybody later. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Uh, he is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. And we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go. Go, Abs, go.